0: to your name, hangs with idols, preservation, oh, yeah. separate, fundamental, vital, each game survival, never Trump, be true, ride a diesel through your town, town. like the Miami Heat, South Beach, they be showing us, the it's tip-off time on the nba 2k league show brought to you by road microphones studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967 the nba 2k league show is your source for nba 2k league coverage each and every week i am your host kevin draves joined by my nba 2k league analyst rob hess Covering the best of the best, not the rest of the rest. So this week on the NBA 2K League Show, we're going to try something just a little different. One thing we've been doing during the offseason of the NBA 2K League, when there's not as much going on for the league itself, we've been looking at doing team-specific rebuilds. One thing we're going to do this week is start to look at a new segment where we're actually examining young talented players and their careers we're probably also going to look maybe at coaches as well given that with the Timberwolves Ryan Saunders just took over and so that is another option also what's nice about NBA 2k is they have so many editable or customizable options that we have lots of directions that we can go we're also going to start something uh, where we're going to feature each week team designs that have been made within the community. So some that we like, we'll give shout-outs to those people. If they have Twitter accounts and we can find those Twitter accounts, then we will go that direction as well. So for this week, one really cool community team design that we were able to uh, find that we like a lot. I mean, aside from our very own that we made for our other show, The Howl, which if you have not played with that one, I strongly suggest you do so. It is a lot of fun, and it does combine not only design we made but also brings in all of our supporting partners so the one that we found this week that i think is pretty good is one that obviously took a i would say quite a bit of time and that is going to be the miami eclipse i think it's really a really cool uh rebrand or not even rebrand really because it's not necessarily it's not supposed to be the heat it's just a a reimagining of a new miami team so there's a number of uh, Miami Eclipse ones that have actually been done now that I'm looking in here. What I was not aware of is there's a number of different versions of this. So I guess we'll have to find the one that we've actually used in the past. So the Miami Eclipse apparently, is it's, it must be really popular. Maybe people have done different versions of it would be my guess. So the one we're going with, we're going to pick this one. I think this is the one we've used in the past. And this is actually going to be, this is one created by este- Estevo G., Or maybe Steve OG, depending on how he pronounces his name. Uh, Stevo G2895. So giving him a shout-out. Really like the design of these jerseys. I think that the the lettering is done really well on both the arena, the icon itself, as well as the jerseys. So I think this is pretty cool. So we're going to go that route. And the player we're actually going to focus on this week is going to be Luka Doncic. Now, I am a Minnesota Timberwolves season ticket holder. I was most recently at the game where you know Luka Doncic basically alone was able to just dismantle the Timberwolves team, a Timberwolves team that's been playing really well. And this was at home. This was actually Ryan Saunders' first home game as, as head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. So it was uh, an interesting game, to say the least. And Luka Doncic did nothing but impress. So it was very cool to watch him work. So we're going to actually do him. Now, the way we're going to have this set up is... Fairly simple, but we're going to have some stipulations or some rules as to the way we're going to do challenges such as this. Now, it's the standard where you got to get that player on your team, obviously. So in this instance, Luka Doncic is the player we're going to draft. Now, we have done challenges like this in the past, or I personally have done my league rebuilds or player-specific rebuilds, and when when we've done that, I've noticed that Luka Doncic generally goes right around that four spot Now, since we are the Miami Eclipse, we are going to start in the offseason, so we can actually draft Luka Doncic. So that's going to be what we'll end up doing in this simulation. And as far as the rules are concerned, we're going to try to grab players and staff that are going to have a chance to become better, but we're not going to do anything as far as building or bringing in big-name talent. So, for example, in the offseason, we're not going to try to sign like Kevin Durant. We're not going to try to sign LeBron James. Our goal is to just have everything come at us via Luka Doncic. So whether that's making trades for future draft picks, we're going to do that. One thing we're going to do would be to try to bring up a young coach that's got really high potential, let's say. So things like that, where we're going to make it all about Luka Doncic. If you think about other teams in the past, we talked about the Timberwolves briefly. They're a good example of a team that really relied solely on one player for a long period of time, Kevin Garnett. And I would say whether he had a good coach or not, the reason you'd win games was Kevin Garnett. Or an even better, maybe more apt example would be LeBron James. LeBron James is the perfect example because a lot of people think when he's on the on a team, he's the real coach. And a coach is basically just there, like an actual coach is, is just basically there in name. And they're not actually going to be the one that's going to be able to be coaching the team necessarily. So that's going to be something to watch for. We are going to start again at staff signings. Now, Within the rules of the game, the one thing you got to keep in mind, there's certain things. So, for example, we're, we're, it's okay to grab like the top trainer. That's, that's something that just is fair game because it, it really impacts the game quite a bit. If you don't have a good trainer, you're not able to build up young players. And so, if we're going to do this right, we got to have a good trainer so we're able to increase the potential of our players that we're able to pick up. Because otherwise, these rules aren't going to make any sense. On top of that, you know, head scout, we can get a really top head scout. But as far as the head coach and the assistant coach, we're not going to grab a Greg Popovich. We're not going to grab a Michael Stauffer. We're going to grab someone that we can have that can build up the team and kind of grow with the team just as Luka Doncic does. We want Luka Doncic to be kind of the main cog as far as star talent is concerned. That's kind of the basis behind this as far as I'm concerned. So... We'll pick up some coaches here, and then we'll jump in to the rest of the offseason. Again, you're listening to the NBA 2K League Show on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. So we ended up actually picking up Fred Hoiberg, who I thought actually fit the bill perfectly as a head coach because he's a B-plus for potential. Normally, we would like to be a little higher for potential, but just given the way he coaches, I think he can make a lot of sense. He's listed as perimeter-centric, but then on top of that, he is a, like I said, B-plus for potential, but only a C-plus for offense and defense. So he is a coach that can hopefully you know build up. And what helps is when Fred Hoiberg was in with the Bulls, he really didn't have much for talent. So he's starting off the bat with already a good batch of talent because whatever team he has here, in this case the Miami Clips, he is going to have Luka Doncic. So we do start off, of course, in the offseason where we do have to go through the – expansion draft and pick up 14 players a lot of those players are going to be players that we don't actually hold on to but we do want to uh and we do have to fill out our roster at least we're gonna definitely target mostly younger players when you do this you get a lot of the same names and so you do end up targeting uh, pretty specific players game in game out so for example first guy we'll take is ek on we're also then going to try to get some other players that are not only young but don't cost a lot of money because that's going to be big in terms of being able to trade players. So we do grab Furkan Korkmaz is going to be our second player. As far as top-tier talent is concerned, there's not much there. Guys like Reggie Jackson, Tyler Johnson, Dwight Howard. And what you're seeing is a trend where you're having guys that are overpaid for the amount of money that they make or is, in terms of the talent that they actually offer. We will, in fact, though, grab Kyle Korver. I think he's a good offer player to bring in. Now, we're not going to actually end up keeping him, but he does end up being a pretty good trade, trade value. But one thing about Korver, is I think he takes away from the value of having a team that centers around Luka Doncic. So we don't really want veterans that can help out right away. We, go, we want young players that we can actually have grow with us as a team. So we're also going to grab Frank Jackson, a nice uh, for, you know, shooting guard, a point guard prospect we can bring in. It's also going to be important to make sure we grab players that are going to be not only uh, one position, but all the positions we need. So we want to grab like centers. So, for example, Thomas Bryant is always one of our favorite players when we do simulations. Ends up getting pretty good. The other player we're going to grab is Tony Bradley. He uh, tends to be pretty good in these simulations. But even if not, he fits the, the mold of what we're trying to build here. He's 20 years of age, a 70 overall. You can definitely take him and have the team grow a little bit. We have Dewan Evans to give us another shooting or another point guard if we have that option. So, of course, Luka Doncic can play some point guard as he does right now for the Dallas Mavericks and as he will probably for the Miami Eclipse a little bit. So that gets us a, a pretty good start as far as guards and big men are concerned. Now, there's some positions where you'll notice that you just don't have as many options as far as age is concerned or amount of money. So sometimes you just kind of have to settle. For example, we're going to bring on Tyler Dorsey and Dwayne Bacon. Both of those are pretty solid wing players, but they're not great. You know, at 22 years of age, you would actually hope these players would be higher than 71 or 72. Since they're not, we do end up taking them anyways just because, number one, they're pretty good trade value, but number two, they are young enough where you hope maybe they can kind of build into something. We'll also grab Tyler Leiden, one of the best shooters available in this expansion draft, and he does feel a need because we did not have any other uh, power forwards necessarily. EK can play the four and the five. We wanted to get more of just like a specific four or like a stretch four. We are also grabbing Justin Jackson, who can play at multiple positions, which is always a plus, plus. and again, we're not necessarily going to keep all these players. A lot of them make sense to trade. We will look to grab uh, Joe Chi. Uh, for anyone that's not aware, he was with the Rockets. Uh, very young player. He's 22 years of age at just a 68. So he's not exactly going to jump off the page, but he does give us uh, another role player that can maybe, maybe do something for us. Looking at some of the other players that are available, a lot of the guys, when you start to get a little older, aren't great as far as what they're able to offer, and so you might look to try to grab role players that are pretty good at a certain thing. So, for example, you could get the top perimeter defender, which is Devin Reed. You could get the top three-point shooter, which is Chandler Parsons, although, again, that's a player that's making way too much money. We're actually going to grab the second top three-point shooter, but it's still a B+, just like Chandler Parsons, and that's Troy Daniels. So we have one pick left, and, again, a lot of these guys we're not going to keep so it's really not going to be that big of a deal who we end up actually taking. If we look at inside defenders, Bismarck Biambo is the tops. But for anyone that's not aware of this, not only does he make a lot of money now, but he actually has a player option. And we definitely want to avoid that if we can. Looks like we do have uh, Daniel Theus is available, though. Pretty good inside defender. Again, uh, probably a player we would end up trading. But at least we have that option. And that brings us to 14. So that's uh, 14 players. Now we jump into the NBA draft. We will simulate to the user pick, which is pick number four. For anyone that hasn't done this before, that's what it ends up being. So we will draft Luka Doncic, and that's how we're going to start off this franchise. And then we'll also have a second-round pick. We'll come back at you, though, at the free agency period where we can take a look at some of the trades and then take a look at the finalized roster going into year number one of a deeper dive into Luka Doncic. How good— Can Luka Doncic truly be? Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are the NBA 2K League Show. All right, so we are at a free agency right now. First thing we're going to do is try to get rid of some of our dead weight. We've already got, actually, after the draft, 16 players because we did actually get a pretty good quality center in the second round. So we're at 16 players. Definitely need to make some uh, moves to try to free up some spots or maybe bring in players that we feel maybe fit the team a little better. So we are able to trade Kyle Corbett for a first-round pick. So the Jazz traded us a top three protected first-round pick, which is a pretty good start. And that's what we were hoping for with some of these players that we could trade for you know, something that's going to be able to help us a little bit better into the future. Now that was Kyle Korver. Now the next thing we're looking to do is try to move on from some other players. For example, Troy Daniels is a guy that we're hoping we can maybe make a move. Uh, one thing that's interesting is we can actually trade Troy Daniels to the Kings for Harry Giles, which would be an absolutely fantastic trade and would be a really nice start to what we're building here. We also could trade him to the Dallas Mavericks for a top three protected pick, which, again, that would be really nice, but it's going to be tough to beat Harry Giles. Even if we do get a pick, it has to be a pretty good pick. So we will take Troy Daniels, trade him for Harry Giles. That's a no-brainer, if you ask me. Looking at some of the other players that we want to possibly move on from. So point guards, we do have uh, Frank Jackson again, and we have Jawan Evans. Jawan Evans is an interesting prospect, and and, and so I think we'll keep him. Frank Jackson... I both those guys. It's tough because they're both a little older. Frank Jackson being uh, 20 and just a 70 overall. Juwan Evans actually is 21. He's just a 69 overall. So I just I run into some issues there because we want guys that can maybe grow a little better. We could get if we traded Juwan Evans and a second, we can get two seconds from the Portland Trailblazers. That's at least some interesting value. But here we go. The Spurs are actually willing to trade us a first-round pick if we include Juwan in a second. We could also, this might work out even better, uh, Juwan Evans and Joe Chi would get us uh, Chinanu Onowaku and a first-round pick from the Rockets. So we've got a number of different options here. I think ideally, though, if we could get just a pick and that way we don't have to worry about any sort of, you know, extra additional players coming in, that's probably going to be best. So we're going to actually take the the second-round pick and Juwan Evans and get the Spurs' first-round pick. It is lottery protected, but again, it is the Spurs, so it seems pretty unlikely that they're actually going to be in the lottery. It's not a top-end pick, but it's still nice to have a first-round pick, and it's actually good for trade value as well. If you tell a team, hey, I've got a first-round pick unprotected, I'm willing to trade you, a lot of times that works pretty good for us. We have Tyler Dorsey. Now, he's a shooting guard. Right now, he'd be our backup shooting guard. Obviously, Luka is the starter, but one thing we've noticed is that there's some pretty good shooting guards still available in free agency, whether that's Troy Brown Jr., Josh Okogie. You have a number of pretty good options for players, and so I think it's going to be best to make a trade here. We can trade Tyler Dorsey for two second-round picks from the Indiana Pacers, so that is definitely worth it, and, and we have a lot of good talent. There's a lot of good talent on this team. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Theus is another player we're going to look to trade just because, again, we don't really have the wiggle room with roster spots and I don't think he's worth it even though he's a really you know pretty solid defender on the interior as for a center I don't think he really fits what we're definitely trying to build and again we want to try to avoid some of these younger or these older players old veterans we want to get younger players that can can build up with Doncic we really want Doncic to start off being the best player on the team so Daniel Theus and a second round pick to the Jazz for a first and a second So that's uh, the second, that'll be the third pick we've gotten from the Jazz. So the Jazz are more than willing to make trades, hopefully it looks like, maybe to build up their uh, future. Now the one thing you will notice when you start to make all these trades is not only does your team chemistry go down, but some of your players will actually start to drop a little bit overall. That's par for the course. That is going to happen when you're starting off. It does take a little time to really be able to build up anything with these teams. We can trade. This is interesting. Justin Jackson We could trade him for Zubats and a second round pick. That's actually a a pretty solid trade. You're getting good young talent and you're getting a a pick, which is good. An interesting pick here, or interesting trade that's been made available to us. Uh, I'm surprised, I don't know how this works, but we're able to get back Tyler Dorsey uh, for Justin Jackson, a second round pick, but the Pacers are going to include a first. So to me, again, no-brainer, we're getting another first-round pick, and then we could just drop Tyler Dorsey. We don't even need to trade him anymore at this point because we've been able to trade him twice. Just uh, You will see that from time to time. It is just a little bit of a glitch, I believe, in 2K, the way it's working, because obviously you're not able to trade players that quickly, but we do have all of the trade stuff on. We haven't made any changes to make that happen. Next step, of course, would be to make sure that we actually drop him from the roster because he's a player that we don't feel is going to be a part of what we're trying to build here. So we have released him to uh, free agency. Not a big deal since he's on a one-term deal, one-year one deal. So there's, there's not much to worry about there. Uh, going down the list of players, Dwayne Bacon is another player that, you know, at 22 years of age and just a 71 overall, that's not really what we're looking to do here. There's definitely better options for us to build around. And so if we can get a pick, again, we're going to look to do it because I think that's going to be a better option for long-term and building around Luka Doncic. You're not getting a ton of great offers for Dwayne Bacon, though. So he might be a guy that, given he's just on a one year deal, we could either keep him or we could maybe trade him to, or just drop him. We have, you know, we've got a few different options available to us because most of these are not great deals. The one deal that's not terrible actually would be Dwayne Bacon and a second round pick for Justin Patton. So that is the deal we end up taking, so we get another quality center. I will say there's a lot of good young centers in this game, and that throws it off just a little bit because there's so many guys available. I mean, think about it right now. We've got Morgan, who we drafted. We have Harry Giles, and then we made the trade for Justin Patton. Plus, we've still got Joe Chi. We've got uh, Tony Bradley, Thomas Bryant. So that's a lot of players out there that we, we have to choose from. And so it really gives you options. But again, there's a lot of good second round pick, or a lot of good. Well, yeah, second round picks, which is where we got that center. But then you also have some good young players. We're actually going to go ahead and trade for a future Suns second round pick. So Joe Chi to the Suns for a future second round pick. We've got a number of different trades that are still available out there for players that we really don't think are going to be a part of our future. So Tyler Lydon's another one. I mean, as, as nice as it is to have a, a really good shooting power forward. He's just a little too old for what we're trying to build here. And actually, we're going to get one of our favorite players to work with here on the NBA 2K League show. That's Boban Marjanovic. We're going to trade Tyler Lydon for Boban. I think Boban fits. Now, he's not young, but he's also not like necessarily a quality vet. vet, 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 vet. Overall, already 25 years of age. But, man, he's got some size. And I think he could help us out quite a bit. Although, again, as we talked about, we have a lot of centers. <laughs> Like, way too many centers. So we're definitely going to have to move on from some of these guys, uh, particularly Thomas Bryant. As much as we like him, if we can get ourselves some future picks, that's definitely going to be worth it. And we are able to get future picks. Uh, in fact, there's a couple trades that are teams that are willing to offer us two first or two second-round picks for Thomas Bryant. Because, again, Thomas Bryant's a, a pretty good prospect. And actually, the Rockets Rockets were able to send us a top-three protected future first. So we end up making that, which is definitely worth it. And if you look at it that way, the centers that we were able to bring in, the team's really sitting pretty. So Tony Bradley is the next guy we're going to look to move. Sometimes he's nice to have in some of these simulations. He becomes pretty good if you really handle his development right. But if we can get a few picks, it ends up being probably a better option for us. We're a little short on power forwards right now. So just to give us a little more depth at the power forward position, we're going to trade Tony Bradley for Chinanu on He's not ideal, but he is still young, and we can definitely build around with him. So that's the next move we make. Looking down the rest of the roster to see if there's really anything else we want to do, and I think we're pretty set as far as the the, the team is concerned. We do only have one point guard. We only have one – well, we have two power forwards. So we've got a, a few guys that can fit what we're trying to build here, but we now have a ton of extra space on this team and that's going to help us out a lot now that we're in free agency now the first thing that we did in the moratorium was we did grab some two-way players now in this first draft class from 2018 there's not a lot of great talent as far as two-way players are concerned so that does hurt us just a little bit but there are some pretty good options for young players that we can grab now one of the issues we run into is some of these players want way too much money so as some examples josh Okogi wants 11 million a year Troy Brown Jr. wants slightly less. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. is looking for around $9 million. So the reason why Josh Akoge ends up being better fit, he is actually a better fit in our system. So he actually matches the system we're actually starting to build a little better than, for example, Troy Brown Jr. Another guy that actually fits the system pretty good is Kevin Herter. But I don't love Kevin Herter's ceiling as much. And I think he's a little more limited as far as position he can play. And so... I think we're going to go the other route with him. Although he is 6'7". And at 6'7", we know he's a really, really good three-point shooter. He's a B-plus, though. Josh Okogie, a B-minus. You know, if you look at, I think an interesting thing to look at would be potential. And actually, surprisingly, Kevin Herter has higher potential. So since they're both going to make around the same amount of money, you know what? I think we're going to end up bringing in Kevin Herter, And we're going to see what he can bring us uh, off the bench. Some other uh, decent players we could look at. You have Jared Vanderbilt, Isaac Bonga. Is a pretty good point guard prospect, and we're able to uh, go after him if we want to. So, we've got a number of different options for players we can actually target, which is good. So, we'll see what we can do here, building it through free agency. We'll then finish off the rest of the offseason and come back at the start of season number one, looking at how good Luka Doncic can be. All right, so we are starting up season number one on the docket. The calendar reads October 16th, 2018. Taking a look at the roster. We'll go position by position. Point guard, we have Landry Shamet, Isaac Bonga, and Greg Fleming. Nice thing is all three of those players are signed on four-year deals, so we've got nice control for the team there. Shooting guards, we have Luka Doncic, Kevin Herter, and Svi Mikalik. He was, uh, you know, those guys give us some nice depth as far as three-point shooting is concerned. When Doncic is your worst three-point shooter, I feel like you're doing pretty good, so that's not too bad at all. Moving on, we have small forwards, Furcon Korkmaz, Jared Vanderbilt, Bo Dixon, who is a wing that's a two-way player, and then we have another two-way player, Lester Oakley. Then power forwards, we have Chinanu Onwaku, E.K. Onabogu, Centers, we have Kirk Morgan, Boban Marjanovic, Harry Giles, and Justin Patton. So pretty solid looking young roster again you can't expect much in the first year when you're looking at this team that's just not going to happen we will take a look however at the power rankings just to see how badly they think we're going to do so starting off we look at nba.com nba.com no surprise has us dead last 2k sports has us dead last and of course now mark spears generally likes us i bet he has us dead last as well he has us dead last. So there it is. Not a lot of good will being generated at this stage. But again, we're not trying for that. We really want to get a top pick. We want to be able to move forward. One other rule that I did not mention earlier, as far as picks are concerned, you cannot trade up with picks. There's no combining picks to move up in the draft. The way it works is you have to either draft at whatever position you're at or you can trade the pick for future picks, but there is no combining picks to move up in the draft. It's kind of more of a luck-based scenario here, and we want it to all be on Luka Doncic. So we'll simulate to the trade deadline, take a look at how the team is doing, and go from there. Again, you're listening to the NBA 2K League show on Dash Radio's Nothing But That channel. All right, so we ended up actually passing straight through the trade deadline. We figured at this point we kind of are what we are, and it's a good idea to just kind of take a look and see how Luka Doncic does in his first season. So we finish off 19-63, and 67% chemistry. You know, we really embrace the tank at this stage. But Luka Doncic got us to almost 20 wins. We take a look at the superlatives. LeBron James is your MVP. Luka Doncic, no surprise. Bam, rookie of the year. 16 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 1.3 steals, 36% from the three-point line, 80% from the free-throw line, 44% overall. Very solid numbers. Marvin Bagley III is your 6th man. Kawhi, Defensive Player of the Year. Buddy Heal is most improved. No shock, Steve Kerr is your Coach of the Year. Looking at the All-NBA Awards, maybe Lucas sneaks in, but no, he does not. All-Defensive Team, we have no one on that list either, it looks like. But overall, we'll take Winning Rookie of the Year. Obviously, he is the uh, All-Rookie First Team Point Guard. And it looks like an uh, all-rookie second team. How about this? Landry Shamet and Kirk Morgan. So pretty good start. Three of our rookies end up making the all-rookie team. Can't ask for much better than that. Simulating through the playoffs now, my guess would be we're probably looking at some sort of a Golden State Warriors or Toronto Raptors championship. But you never know. Each year ends up being just slightly different. But for the most part, in these first you know one, two, even sometimes three years, you get a lot of what you'd expect. And the teams that you'd expect to win the championships end up doing so. So it is the Golden State Warriors versus Minnesota in the Western Conference Finals. Cleveland is taking on Toronto in the East. So a lot of what we expected. Warriors are about to, looks like, sweep the Wolves. And Toronto was down 3-1, but they do end up losing somehow to Cleveland. Cleveland is, uh, this is absolutely mind-boggling to me. Cleveland made it to the championship. How did that happen? This is interesting. I have to see how this ended up happening because Cleveland's one of the worst teams in the league. Cleveland, let's take a look and see what ended up changing here. Oh, so what worked out in this simulation, since we did simulate the offseason last year, we did get LeBron James actually staying with the Cavs. So I guess if you're looking at it this way, if LeBron James had stayed with the Cavs, they would have ended up losing in the championship. So, jumping to the offseason, just taking a look at the league meetings as per usual. Draft lottery changes just slightly. Worst three teams will each have a 14% chance of obtaining the number one pick. That is actually something that has been talked about in NBA circles. Time will tell if it ends up actually happening. Jumping to the draft lottery, hopefully we have a few options. So, we do have the best odds at the number one overall pick. And it looks like we possibly have a chance at a second lottery pick, although it looks like it's a little unlikely. We drop every single spot we possibly could. So this went about as bad as it possibly could here in this scenario. We are the four pick instead of the one like we deserved. We also have the 11 and the 12. And it looks like that's uh, all the picks that we have. But still pretty good. We do have three lottery picks. Unfortunately, we did drop quite a bit. And again, as per the rules, this is all about Luca. We cannot trade up. So we do not have that option. Looking at the, the staff, we have all our staff is intact, which is good to see. Although we probably will upgrade our training staff if we can. The guy we have is Randy Martin. And sometimes he ends up going the wrong direction. So we're going to get a guy that's a for sure A in Sean Navarro. Tends to be a little more secure as far as being able to get those extra training camps. And again, when you're not able to make trades to move up in the draft as per the rules of this scenario that we're trying here, it's important to make sure that the guys that we do get we're able to upgrade as far as their potential is concerned. So... We do grab Sean Navarro as our trainer. That's all we have to do there, jumping ahead to the pre-draft workouts. Now, these are the standard user-created draft classes that we normally get. Number of good options going to be available to us. Some of the top players that could drop to us, we have John Morant, Bull Bull, Zion Williamson, or RJ Barrett. As long as one of those guys is available, which obviously at the fourth pick one of them will be, it's going to be tough to be too upset with what you're adding to the already fantastic rookie of the year, Luka Doncic. And actually, John Morant is the player that is available. So we get a top-tier point guard that we're going to be able to pair with Luka Doncic. Nothing wrong with that. And in many of these scenarios, John Morant goes to a team that doesn't start him, and he ends up being not necessarily rookie of the year, but he, for a number of years he becomes sixth man of the year. So he has a number of different awards he tends to win in these scenarios, which tells you what kind of a career he has. We do have two more lottery picks. First one, we have a number of options available to us. Looks like one of the best players would be Marcus McDuffie, although the downside there is that he is 22 years of age, so a little old uh, for my taste. Best player available currently would be Kobe White. He is a point guard, though, so it's not necessarily the best option to grab two point guards if we can help it. So looking at who is available, this is impressive. How about Jarrett Culver, a shooting guard at six foot 6'8", 6'11", wingspan. I think that makes a lot of sense for what we're trying to do possibly. Just given that we already have a good shooting guard, though, since that's what Luka Doncic plays, that's not ideal. But the next best player would be Charles Bossy, who is a center. And again, we already have a good center. So I think going with my instincts, we're going to grab Jarrett Culver. We do, of course, have uh, some pretty good options available to us for the rest of the draft. Hopefully, we're able to you know, get some other good players. It looks like that was our last pick. I was thinking we had two picks, but it looks like we just had the one, and that is Jarrett Culver. So one of the picks we ended up not being able to keep, it looks like, which is a little unfortunate. It would have been nice to actually have multiple picks in this draft, but not too shabby. I think we still worked out pretty good as far as uh, this draft is concerned. So ending this out and finishing up the rest of the offseason is going to be pretty crucial here to what we're able to build in this uh, you know, Luka Doncic-centric not really a rebuild, it's a kind of a start from scratch, and this is a Luka Dontric centric team. Looking at the player options available to us, Kirk Morgan, we'll make sure to sign him. Same with Harry Giles and E. all their options are picked up. We have that nice depth at that center position. Another reason why it was good that we did not draft a center. Looking at qualifying offers, I don't know if we have anyone available here. Looks like we have Lester Oakley. He was one of our two-way players. He did not get very good. We'll keep him off the list. Chinanu Onawaku. you know, he was decent but really did not do a whole lot as far as the team is concerned. He is a deta- tenacious rebounder, so we will extend a qualifying offer. On the off chance, we do want to re-sign him. So we'll finish up the rest of the offseason, and then we will jump ahead to the regular season and go over the roster and see how the team is stacking up. Again, you're listening to the NBA 2K League Show on Dash Radio's Nothingman at Channel. Taking a look at the squad, we're pretty set, I think. This is going to be pretty fun to watch. John ja Morant, Landry Shamet, and Isaac Bonga are your point guards. Shooting guards, we have Luka Doncic, Jarrett Culver, Kevin Herter, Svi Mikalik, and Cian Clavel, who is a shooting guard, power, or point guard. We also have Nick Roberts, who is our two-way shooting guard. Small forwards, we have Robert Woodard II and Jared Vanderbilt. Power forwards, we have Darius Bazley, Chinanu Onowaku, and then we also have AC McGinnis, who is a a 3-4. slash He is 20 years of age, 62 overall, another two-way player. Our centers are Kirk Morgan, Harry Giles, and Goga Bidatze. So we've got a number of really good young players that we're building around here, along with the man of the hour, which is, of course, Luka Doncic. Taking a look at the power rankings just to get an idea of how they think we're going to be. We are 29th, according to NBA.com. Not exactly great. 2K Sports has us dead last at 31. And, of course, Mark Spears, Wow, Mark Spears normally likes us. He has us at 30th. So not a lot of faith in Fred Hoiberg and the squad. We're hoping that this is going to be a pretty good season for Luka Doncic and the team. But you never know what's going to happen. We will jump ahead to the trade deadline, or right around there at least. We'll see how the team ends up doing. They are off to a 2-0 start, and hopefully they are able to continue that momentum going forward. All right, so as the season ends, what a turnaround. So 19 wins in season one. How about this? Luka Doncic leading the squad, 46-36. and 36. So a fantastic turnaround. We jump into superlatives. MVP LeBron James, which doesn't sound crazy on the surface, but it's rare, actually. In a lot of these simulations, we do not see LeBron actually making it as the MVP. Looking ahead, Rookie of the Year is, boom, Ja Morant. So we have dual Rookie of the Year's. Year one and year two, how about them apples? Putting up solid numbers. Sixth man of the year, hey, kudos, Ricky Rubio. Defensive player of the year is Kawhi Leonard. Most improved, Jonas Valanciunas. And Steve Kerr is your coach of the year, although I would argue maybe we're a little more deserving considering what we're working with. Although we do have you know, the man, the myth, the legend, Luka Doncic. Taking a look at all NBA teams, and we do not make it, unfortunately. I thought maybe there was an outside chance Luka could sneak in. All defensive teams, nothing there either. We, of course, have John Morant on the all rookie first team. And we have, oh, how about this? Robert Woodard ends up making all rookie second team. So, nothing wrong with that. Obviously, a pretty good season as far as we're concerned. How about this? We are the three seed in the Eastern Conference, taking on the six seed Chicago Bulls. Starting off, we are one game zero. We are up two games to zero so far. The guy is performing. Luka Doncic is getting it done. And is he taking it a sweep? And he sweeps it. It is a sweep as we move on to round number two. Great start to the career of Luka Doncic. Especially given we did not take a top-tier coach, and we have not chosen to trade up and get those top-tier players. Now, John Moran's a very good player. Let's not you know nitpick here. Fantastic player, but could have been better. But given the rules, we work with what we have Round number two, we are taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are up one game to zero. We are actually a, uh, one, you know, a few games below them. They were the two seed. We are the three seed. Two games to zero, we are down. We lose game one in Miami, so we are down three games to zero. Are we going to get swept? We do take a game. Let's take a look at who the man was in this one, and it was, of course, Luka Doncic, 24 points, eight rebounds, six assists. How about John Morant? Wow. 15 points, 8 rebounds, 13 dimes. As good as Luka was, that's impressive. Going into game number 5, can we steal one? And we don't. We have been eliminated, unfortunately. Not bad, though. 93-85, so fairly close. LeBron James, by the way, in this simulation did end up going, as we talked about, to the Cavs. So, really unfortunate there. But, what are you going to do? They... um. Let's see. Our top performers were Kirk Morgan, Luka Doncic, and John Morant in that one. John Morant, by the way, almost gets a triple double. So that does it for season number two that is in the books for the Miami Eclipse. So far, though, I think we got a nice dynamic duo building here of Fred Hoiberg and our guy, Luka Doncic. If we're wondering how good Luka Doncic is, I think so far the question is how, I mean, how good can, there's nothing he can't do. He's just off the charts good. And, Time will tell. We're going to obviously do a few more seasons in this week's episode. Again, you've been listening to the NBA 2K League Show on Dash Radio's Nothing in That channel as we jump here into the off season, Alright, so offseason is here. We take a look at the league meetings. Nothing actually gets passed there. Taking a look at the draft lottery, we are going to see what position we are sitting in. Do we have a pick? Do we trade our pick? Kind of looking at all the different options. So As far as the team is concerned, we are sitting with the 25th pick and the 30th pick and the 21st pick. So we've got uh, no lottery picks, but we do have a number of other picks available to us here in this simulation. Got a pretty good solid squad so far. I think we got a pretty good chance of really taking that next step going into the next season looking at our staff everyone is already signed up there except for a GM we'll take care of that jump through the offseason come back at the draft and take a look at who is available to help Luka Doncic NBA draft is here we're jumping right in hopefully we're able to grab some players or at least a player that are going to be able to help us out we jump ahead to our pick itself. We are picking at pick number 21 as the first pick. And right off the bat, we've got a really nice piece available to us, a power forward, 19 years of age. And how about this, A 77 overall, 7'8 wingspan, 6'10 for height. To me, that's a no-brainer pick. Ends up being uh, hopefully a pretty good player that we're able to get there. Jumping ahead to our next pick, Kobe White. He's actually a player that does get pretty good in these scenarios. He is a shooting guard. I like the odds with him. We also have a couple really nice options for small forwards that I really like. And actually, I think we'll do that. Denny Avdija is a player we've drafted in other scenarios. Gets pretty good, actually. He's out of Israel, but he's one of those Kevin Durant-type players. Got some good size for that position. And Kobe White is actually still available as well as Anton Watson. So there's a, a bunch of really really good prospects available to us. Anton Watson actually is the same exact statistics as the last player we took. 68 74 wingspan. Even though, you know, we're getting the same player again, I think that's too good to pass up. But having depth at the point guard position could also really end up being what we needed. Taking a look at the actual roster, so we've got we've already got a number of good young point guards. No, we don't necessarily have a specific need, but point guard is definitely not one of those things. So we're going to actually go ahead and draft that second small forward. Gives you some really nice depth. Anton Watson out of Gonzaga, six foot nine, two hundred pounds, seven foot four wingspan. Not too shabby at all. We do have at least one more pick here, I believe, in the second round. Looking at who is available here, man, it's a great draft for power forwards and a great draft for small forwards, as that's really what's available still. We've got some pretty good players. Another small forward with great size. We've got another power forward with really good size. Not a lot of players that necessarily fit a need for us. Jordan Brown is a player that we've had pretty good luck with as far as a center prospect is concerned. We're going to take him just to mix it up a little bit. But this is definitely a draft class that was made very well. As you're getting a lot of depth, a lot of good rookies coming out of this class. We will take and accept all of the rookies because I think it's important to get that depth. And we can always trade players if we need to. Very good team building here around Luka Doncic. We do have a number of young players that we could bring back. But I think for the most part, we're just going to kind of move on from a lot of our two-way players. Only player we're going to give a qualifying offer to is Kirk Morgan. Kirk Morgan, 81 overall, 22 years of age, a center. Very pleased to have him on the team. And we jump ahead into the moratorium. We'll finish up free agency and then come back at you at the beginning of next season and take a look at how the Luka Doncic-led Miami Eclipse are going to be. Hopefully, they can take that next step. All right, so the next season is upon us. Interesting offseason. Had to make a few trades to shore up the roster, get rid of some players, get down to 15 players. Got a couple nice pieces as far as two-way players are concerned. We'll go over the roster quick. At point guard, we have Ja Morant, Isaac Bonga, Landry Shamet, and then we have Jalen Banks as one of our two-way prospects. Shooting guard, Luka Doncic, Jarrett Culver, Kevin Herter, and Neil Leonard is one of our two-way plus prospects as well. At the small forward position, we have Robert Woodard II, and then we have our two rookies, Denny Avdija and Anton Watson. As far as power forwards, we have Darius Bazley, Isaiah Stewart, and Chinanu Onawaku. Looking at the center position, Harry Giles, Goga Bitadze, and Jordan Brown. So pretty good squad. Very pleased with what we're building here. I like. I think we got a pretty good squad. I think Luka Doncic and the Miami Eclipse are going to be able to take that next step, and they've got a pretty good shot of doing so, as far as I can tell, with this group. But we'll see what 2K NBA.com and the rest say about us in the power rankings. So NBA.com. Ooh, they are definitely not appreciating us, as they have us as 30th. Looking at 2K Sports, they are also one of the teams down on us. They are 29th. That's what they have us. And even Mark Spears is just not a fan. He has us as 29th as well, which is very, very surprising. I think we've got a pretty solid team. If you look at the overalls, just in terms of the rankings of each player, if we go by overalls, starting at the top, you've got Doncic in 88. You have John Morant in 82. And after that, it is a lot of 70s, so this is going to be a little bit of a process. You're not just going to jump right in. And we kind of figured that with a Luka Doncic rebuild, especially given the rules of this challenge. But we will see what ends up happening this season, and we'll come back at you either at the trade deadline if we make any moves or at the end of the season and see what kind of run the team can make in the playoffs. Again, you're listening to the NBA 2K League Show on Dash Radio's Nothing But That channel. Just how good is Luka Doncic? Here we are in year number three. And he has taken this team to 52-30. and 30. Remember, we did not sign any superstar players. We're just grabbing rookies. We're not even trading draft picks to get higher draft picks. We're taking just whatever Luka Doncic and his abilities are able to get us. So there are trades, of course. But we are not going the extra mile to try to put stuff around him. And we didn't grab a top-tier coach. We grabbed a kind of a, a middle-tier coach in Fred Hoiberg. So here we are. So, like I said, 52-30. and 30. Going at the superlatives, MVP Steph Curry. We have Jaden McDaniels as your Rookie of the Year. Dennis Smith Jr. is Sixth Man of the Year. Kawhi Leonard is your Defensive Player of the Year. Most Improved, Zion Williamson. Steve Curry is your Coach of the Year. Let's take a look. Does our guy make one of the All-NBA teams? That's going to be the question. Looking for the Miami Eclipse. Boom, Luka Doncic. All-NBA third team in his third season. He's 22 years old. A 92 overall, and he's listed as an offensive superstar. Can't get much better than that. No one on the all-defensive teams, and no one on the all-rookie teams either, but still. But it tells you what he's doing, too. And how about this? We are the number one seed in the East. So now it's time to see what we can do in the playoffs. It is just year three, so you have to set your expectations a little lower just because you don't have... A ton of help for Luca, and when you're this young, sometimes the team does struggle a bit in the playoffs. We are down one game to zero against the Pistons. Unfortunately, that does happen from time to time again because you're playing teams that are a little more veteran-laden. Three games in, we are down one game to two. Can we come back? Hopefully we can. We've noticed in a lot of these simulations this does happen where the team struggles a bit the first time in the playoffs. Two games to three. Going to game number six. Can we even it up? We can. We even it up. We are going to game number seven. We're actually going to simulate this one with SimCast. I think that's going to be important. Taking a look. Yep. So we'll simulate with game number seven with SimCast. If we have to, we may have to jump in. I think this team deserves a chance at victory here. Although early on, nice 15-9 lead. But it is a bit of a back and forth. We are up 25-15. Make that 27-17 as the first quarter is coming to an end. Second quarter, much of the same. Now we are up by about 16 points. Team is looking really solid so far. Hopefully they can round it out. Second quarter is coming to a close. Looks like we're only going to be up around 10 points. So we did struggle a bit in that second quarter to close out what was a really nice lead. It's now a six-point game. Not exactly ideal for what we're trying to do here. It's Still a lot of back and forth. We are up six points, seven points now. We are about to go into the fourth quarter with around a 10-point lead. Fourth quarter hits, and it starts off all pistons. We have a tiny lead. We're up by five points. This is going to come down to the wire. We may have to jump in here if we want to make sure that Miami takes that next step. And we lose on a buzzer beater. Wow. So they hit. A shot at the buzzer and we lose by one point so not how we were hoping this one would go in year number three fantastic team but just a little too young the inexperience ends up costing us in the first round of the playoffs as we lose on a buzzer beater in game number seven to the eight seed pistons i will say the pistons did take philadelphia in the next round all the way to seven games also so it's not like they're a bad team they're Obviously, a team that's good enough, especially, wow, and now the Hornets made the championship? Crazy. Good job, Kemba Walker, and it looks like Warriors do end up pulling it out in this one. So, time to go to season number four. This might be the last season we do for this week. For time's sake, we are going to push through most of the offseason, simulate through, and jump ahead to the next season. Again, you're listening to the NBA 2K League Show on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Season four is upon us in the Luka Doncic, just how good he is. Taking a look at him on the created team, the Miami Eclipse. We could go over the roster, but honestly, there wasn't really much that's been changed. Most of the players are going to be exactly the same. One of the only players we did bring in is Kelly Ford, who we drafted. He is 19 years of age, 69 overall, but an 8-foot wingspan. We've grabbed him in other simulations a player that makes a lot of sense just if you're bringing a guy in to help out on defense, a depth piece if nothing else, and he'll end up probably spending most of his time this season in the G League. So, Pretty good start. I think we got a pretty good squad. A lot of the players we kept just because what you're trying to do is take those next steps, and what better way to do it than with good chemistry? We're at 95% chemistry currently. Well, jumping in before the season, we take a look at the power rankings. NBA.com 15th is where they have us, 2K Sports looks like they're right around the same at 16, and Mark Spears is, man, he's still pretty down on us, 19th, maybe that's a good thing, we were good last season, despite what he had to say, All right, so we're going to simulate here, likely the last season, in this week's episode, focusing on Luka Doncic, come back at you at the end of the season, and hopefully, we have enough players that are that much older, they can take that next step, and win a few series, Maybe a championship here on the NBA 2K League show. Right, so the season comes to a close. Very similar in terms of last season. 50-32. and 32. We've got 93% chemistry as we jump into the superlatives. Your MVP is Giannis. Jalen Green, no shock, is your rookie of the year. Sixth man is Dennis Schroeder. Kawhi is your defensive player of the year. Anthony Edwards, most improved. And, of course, Steve Kerr, coach of the year, as per always. Taking a look at the all-NBA teams, we have, wow, he does not make the list this time. So maybe it's because he's got some help. That could be part of it, but he does not make the list. Looking at the all-defensive teams, no one there, and all-rookie teams, no one there either. But the team has taken a good step as far as depth is concerned, although we are the two-seed taking on the seven-seed Atlanta Hawks so this is hopefully going to be a better you know scenario than last year although it is off to a rocky start as we lose game one to the Hawks we are up two games to one though after three hopefully we can continue this nope we are two and two again we're really struggling for some reason against a team that is not as good as us and that's been a pretty consistent thing we've seen in these scenarios is that for whatever reason we just are not able to take that next step when the playoffs come around. And we're still relatively young, but there's, there's no excuse. We should be able to take the next step. These players are good enough where we should be winning games. And we just haven't seen it. We have not seen the Miami Eclipse. And now I'm telling you right now, it's not Luka Doncic. Part of it could be Fred Hoiberg. Maybe that's part of the reason why he lost his job. But he's got talent now. This team is crazy talented. Top to bottom, they've got good depth at all the positions, so there's really no excuse to be losing games at this point. Not when, the, not when it matters. And let's not pretend that the Hawks have some just like incredible team. So far in the SimCast, we are not up by much. It's kind of a mixed bag as we're up by around 10 as the third quarter starts, but second half so far has been mostly Hawks as they are very close to taking the lead. And it looks like we hold off still as the third quarter comes to a close. The Hawks do take the lead. This might be a scenario where we end up jumping in, though. I don't normally do this. In fact, we've really never jumped into these, but I think this might be a chance where we might want to do it. There's 322 left. We are actually going to jump in. That's what SimCast is for. We'll try it out. We're going to jump in and see if we can finish this off as we are down by one point with 322 left, and we'll come back at you right after this. And Miami is moving on to the second round as we are able to take out the uh, Cole Anthony and Trey Young-led Hawks, by the way. So they do have some pretty good pieces, but not as good as us. That's a that's a series we should definitely win. The second round matchup against the Boston Celtics. Game number one goes to Boston. Don't like seeing that. Game two goes to us. This has been a, a trend we've been seeing so far. Game number three goes to Boston. Come on, game four. Even it up. Wow, we're down three games to one. I just don't like it. I don't like it at all. And we win it. Three games to two. I think it's a good time to jump in with SimCast here in the sixth game. If we need to, we can jump in. The hope is not to do that. But if we need to, we definitely will. All right, Early on, we do have a little bit of a lead. Hopefully, we can continue this into the second and third quarters It seems like in those middle quarters, we've struggled a bit. We have a 21-point lead. We got to keep this up. We have such a talented roster. I'm just so shocked that we haven't been able to do this more consistently. Maybe part of that's Fred Hoiberg, but that's the point of this scenario is we are relying 100% on Luka Doncic, which all things considered, I would say so far, we've seen he can legitimately carry a team. But just like in past games, the team is just getting destroyed in the second and third quarters for some reason. I mean, we really stink in those middle quarters. Now the fourth quarter is about to come. It is literally back and forth. Every other possession, the other team is winning or we're winning. So it's really a back and forth. Fourth quarter, much of the same. We have a six-point lead with seven minutes left. Can we close this one out? It's going to come down to the wire here. Three minutes left. We have an 11-point lead. They are trying to come back, but we are able to pull it out with a solid win. As they say, this is the tweet that gets sent out. Doncic was doing it all last night, recording a triple-double for the Eclipse. So you want to know how good Luka Doncic is? Here it is, a game that we really needed. Luka Doncic gets a triple-double. Let's look at what he actually did here. Luka Doncic, 28 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists. And how about this? We have another player on our team, uh, Goga Bidadze. 31 points and 18 rebounds. Sorry, 31.16 rebounds. Still pretty good. Game seven, we're gonna simulate with Simcast. I think it's got to be done. We got to have our best. We got to put our best foot forward here. As I do think we got a shot of closing this one out. This is game seven. It is in Miami. We just took game six. That was in Boston. Again, first quarter, we come out strong. We've got a little bit of a lead. Oof! Although it's back and forth going into the second quarter, we have to find a way to perform better in these middle quarters. We are up by three points right now as the second quarter is getting close, but now they're taking over again. We talked about how in the second and third quarters we really, really struggle. And At halftime, actually, it is a tie game. Jumping into the third quarter, we are able to build a little bit of a lead, but the cushion's not big enough where you necessarily feel good. And just like that, the Celtics have a lead. And we are back and forth once again, jumping into the fourth quarter. And, man, it is all Boston. So far, the Miami Eclipse have not been able to take over. And just like that, though, two-point lead, four minutes to go. Are the Clips going to be able to pull this one out? It's going to come down to the wire. A minute 38 left. 112, 110, we are going to jump in. We are not taking any chances here. Let's see if the Eclipse on the back of Luka Doncic are going to be able to do exactly what we need to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Eastern Conference Finals we go. Almost another triple a double again for Luka Doncic. How about this? 20 points, 12 assists, 7 rebounds. And, man, again, the guy that is leading the way points-wise, though, Goga Bedadzei, he is our center, 22 points, really impressive, although only three rebounds, a little surprising there, so you're getting good productivity out of Luka Doncic. Here we are in the Eastern Conference Finals. We were 50-32, and 32. we're taking on the 41-41 and 41 Knicks, so this should be a series that we win, but you never know, stranger things. We are up two games to zero, though, and two games to one, as New York takes the first game in New York, takes the second game in New York, this is a little bit of a struggle now. Wow, we are down three games to two. We are going to jump in with SimCast here, taking a look more in depth at what is happening here as the Knicks are just playing out of their minds right now, basketball-wise. Super surprised here that we're not able to put up a better fight. This is a team that really has no business competing against us, and yet here we are about to jump into the second quarter, and we're losing. They have definitely been the better team in this series, surprisingly, even though we started off with that nice 2-0 lead. Five minutes left in the first half, and the Eclipse are down by six points. Knicks are starting to pull away a little bit here as it's 10 points going into the third. This is getting a little ugly. I don't think this is really what we are expecting, as now the Knicks are blowing us out, literally blowing us out, as the third quarter is coming down to a close. You know what? I think we got to jump in here, and we are going to play most of this fourth quarter. Eight minutes left. We are down 13 points. Can Luka Doncic Lead the way for the Miami Eclipse and beat the New York Knicks here in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Eclipse end up winning Game Six and then they blow out the Knicks in Game Seven in Miami, one twenty-seven to one hundred. As at Lang Whitaker says on Twitter here, the Knicks go down to the Eclipse. They'll be watching the next round, to or watching the next round from the couch. So we have made it to the championship. We are taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. Just to get an idea of who was the dominant player in that Game 7. 33 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals from none other than Luka Doncic. Here it is in the championship. Game number 1, the Eclipse take it. Game number 2, to the Lakers. Number 3, to the Eclipse. Back and forth so far, 2-2 as we go into game number 5. We take a 3-2 lead. Can Doncic and the Eclipse win it all? 3 games to 3. We're going to game number seven. We are going to simcast this in case we just feel like jumping in and finding a way to get this done. And it's a 12-0 lead to start off for Miami. A very good start here in the first. We are the away team. This game is taking place in Los Angeles. Started off strong, but now Lakers are coming back 26-21 after the first quarter. Jumping into quarter number two, and it is all Lakers as they are able to get back and take a lead. Again, Back and forth, just like we've seen in a lot of these simcasts and a lot of these games. All of a sudden, though, the Lakers are taking over as they are dominating up 12 points as the third quarter starts. It is all Lakers here in the second half. Not good for the Miami Eclipse. It has been ugly, to say the least. We're keeping it within that 7-10 to 10 range. Hopefully, we can find a way to get it back. And then all of a sudden, just like that, we're down 17 points in the fourth quarter. Are we going to jump in? You know it. And we'll jump in and let you know how this goes. In the end, it was not enough. They lose in seven games. But Luka Doncic in his fourth season gets him to the championship. Very cool. Part of the problem, I believe, was he was a little tired. He was playing 41 minutes a game to end the season. And unfortunately, that's all she wrote. Again, you've been listening to the NBA 2K League show. We were doing how good is Luka Doncic. And until next time, keep it 2000.